0: Welcome to Pure Health Podcast, your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirstie and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. Welcome back guys. Hello. How's everyone going today? Oh, episode what's been happening? It's episode 29 today. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. And we realised this morning, going to Bali in four weeks. Oh, my God. In saying that, Perth winter has not been that bad this year, I don't reckon. Yeah. Like, it's actually been quite fine. Yeah. It's like the weekend that's just been was so nice and warm. Mm. I literally was laying outside. In my beta's reading a book. Oh, I my! Like, oh my god! I oh, know it was really, really beautiful. nice. Um, any updates? Any life updates? Clinic updates? Life updates? I feel like a fun little update that's kind of related to me, but not. Is um, my partner Elliot is? He bought a house last year, and like haven't really thought about doing any renos or anything, but. I feel like he's finally at the stage where he's, like, keen to start doing stuff now. And That's like, exciting. Oh, yes. You know how girls get so excited yeah. about, like, doing stuff. and is so like, no, we need to wait. Or, I know. They're always, but, but even little don't things like. Feng shui as much of a house. Yeah, exactly. But, like, painting the house and doing little things like that. That's so exciting. So fun little projects And then once on. he makes it a palace, you'll move in. Yeah, Princess Palace. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll consider moving in. Literally. And then we've actually just finished our backyard as well. So if you follow me on Pure Health Socials, yeah. Elliot, my, my sister, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty Elliot, much your Elliot. Nicole, yeah. yeah, my sister, Elliot. He's <laughs> my, <his laughs> Eli. Eli, um, he has just finished our backyard. Poor boy, he's like slogged himself so hard over the last few months. I like stitched him up because he doesn't actually like doing projects, he's never going to do a project that big again by himself. And I stitched him up and I was like, taking bookings from February 2024. (laughs) And he's like, fuck you. And he started getting all these messages. So many people messaged me. I'm Kirsty's friend. (laughs) I'd love you to do my garden. So good. Um, So yeah, people love a good home reno, but yeah, it's so satisfying. It's like you just go down a trap of Mm. Pinterest. Like you get so Mm. excited and yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I also listened, I feel like I have to share this with you guys. Like this is like me. I always want this podcast to be like, obviously health, nutrition, obviously sex is part of health. Mm. And this is just like the ultimate chat for quite a few of my girlfriends and I've had recently. Now I know you, how long have you and Ellie been together for? Um, like a year and a half. Yes. You guys aren't quite at that stage yet. Whereas like anyone who's in a long-term <laughs> relationship, let's be honest, guys, the sex life starts to lower. And I was listening to this podcast yeah. on, it's the CEO diaries. I'll have to put it in the show notes for you guys. But it was just about like why like the divorce rate is high and like what goes on in people's sex lives and why like isn't people... the divorce rate something crazy like fifty percent yeah I think so yeah. yeah and like you kind of see why because people are just so busy and they don't prioritize their relationship like mm. I love the analogy I'm, I'm obsessed with Jay Shetty and the analogy oh, he always talks amazing. about yeah he is a beautiful man um <laughs> he physically and he's just his internally. voice it's like yeah. um what's that other po- the plant proof is it. Simon. Oh, Simon Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, his voice is very sexy, <laughs> and he's very Seems knowledgeable, knowledgeable. <laughs> and he's very knowledgeable, sexy and knowledgeable. We love that. Yes, Get it in your pants, of course. Um uh, But what was I saying? You made me lose my train of thought. CEO Diaries. Oh, yes, I think it's called the CEO Diaries, and he had. And I'm going to butcher this because I can't look at my phone because we're recording on our <laughs> phone, but. Um, I can't remember the sex expert. On, she's written like a lot of books, but she just, she's English and mm. she just knows her stuff. Anyway, like a sexologist. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think she's a sexologist though. And she doesn't do like one-on-one therapy, but she's written a lot of books mm. and around like why people become sexless or like how to maintain a sex life, right, ra ra. Yeah. She was saying like the other day, she was like, Oh, the other day I was talking <laughs> to her. I was actually being it's, interviewed. I was, on in the podcast. Yeah, I was being interviewed about my sex life. <laughs> um, it was a two-hour podcast. I've been listening to it slowly, and she was talking about like how when you have kids, just don't expect to have sex at all, mm. like for five years—not quite life—but she just said, ah. <laughs> "Shit." She was like, "Don't expect to have much sex," but she was also saying like one big thing in a relationship was it's not obviously like the actual dopamine releases and all these different neurochemical releases are really different when you first start dating someone. Like everyone knows, when you first start dating someone, you have a very hot, heavy sex life Mm. and everyone knows it starts to decrease and Mm. a lot of people really stuck on that wanting to maintain it like it was at the start but it's never going to be like that unless you're constantly just getting into new relationships because neurochemically you don't get the same release that was one really big part I loved about it yeah reminder because a lot of time we are like oh, my sex life is different to what it used to be like, you know, yeah. but you forget your – You start to analyse. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And I found myself – that's why I thought I'd share with you guys a bit more personal story but, like, I found myself in the last, like, probably, like, I've come to you quite a few times, like, overthinking my sex life being, like, it's not as much as it used to be, like, mm. but, like, we're just both – like, I love the saying the season for it. Like, we're both – like, Scotty works away. We're both stressed. And as we know, like, one of the questions we've got coming through today is why <laughs> is my libido low? Mm-hmm. Like – when you're stressed, it's so, it's so busy. common. Yeah, yeah. And you know what she was saying, which I really loved, and so I thought this would definitely—I always say the word wrong—resonate, resonate, resonate, resonate. resonate. Yeah. <laughs> with people out there, is she was saying find someone that you have like a similar libido with, like mm. because if one person's is really high and one person's is really low. You're always going to be. I know so many people listening to me right now going to mm. be like, yeah, my partner always wants sex. And I, what do you do if it is two extremes? Like, how do you meet? She in said the middle? you have to meet in the middle by like. You know, like, cause sex doesn't always have to be like penetrative sex. It can be like other things. That's yeah. another thing. We always think sex is just penetrative sex, but it yeah. can be like just being affectionate. But what she was saying is you have to have open conversations about your sex life and being like, Hey, like I'd like sex a bit more or Hey, I, you know, I'm really comfortable with where I'm at. Mm. But I was reflecting cause I'd put so much pressure on myself being like, you have to have sex like three times a week or whatever it may be mm. in my head. And obviously that's not possible sometimes when you're yeah. really stressed and whatnot and she was like as long as you both have like similar sexual compatibility or like mm. same same level as the libido mm. um, and you have really open conversations with it about it and you're still really intimate, like obviously affection and things like yeah. that, there's nothing wrong with actually not having sex that often. Yeah, and the, this whole, I feel like there's no wrong or I right. Think, but in like, all the movies like they're talking about, in all the movies like sex is so hot, heavy and you compare yourself to that and then you compare yourself to social media and you're like – Not that you see sex on social media, but you know what I mean? Like you just get into that comparison trap. Yeah. And I had personally been really stuck in that trap for like last six months or so. Like Mm. being like thinking oh my god i should be having more sex yeah and listening to that really made me feel good so it's actually so true like no matter what relationship you're Mm. in it's all going to look so different and what life stage you're in and 100 where you're at in like your overall health as well like that's what we see so much in clinic as well there's so many kind of factors that affect our libido and stress is probably the biggest driver that lowers it So so and so many of us are so stressed these exactly. days. So you wonder why. <laughs> you're not just laughing about it. I mean, there's people. So one of the questions today comes in as like, are you guys twins? No, we're not. We're sisters. But I was laughing. I know there's also people that asked us before being like, you know when it's your sibling talking about sex, you're like, ew, gross. <laughs> and I'm like laughing because like what I've always done to Nicole is I've always been so rogue about my sex life. Like our whole <laughs> childhood corrupted <laughs> since I was a young age by curses little potty mouth anyway and then so like I'll be like so like in detail about things and like just exposed her from a very young age because there's a three age gap between us and then like she'll come to me and tell me about her sex life and I'll be like oh that's oh, so no, gross. But I barely say anything I might just like say one very basic thing she's like ew no 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 I don't want to hear about that. don't want to hear about and then she'll tell me the most like intimate details of like I'm not going into it, but I'm like now, no, I'm better standards. now. No, I'm better now. I actually don't mind too much. Yeah, but sibling talking about siblings for that, it's just like I think yeah. everyone's like, oh. I gross. mean, we are obviously best friends as well, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> We're so lame. That is so lame. We don't are reckon, best friends. Don't you reckon it sounds really <laughs> lame when you're like... You, it you sounds mean? like you have <laughs> no other <no> friends, friends. <laughs> when your sister's your best friend. That's what I always think about. I think we used to look... But you have different connections, like friendships with yeah. everyone. Like I have much different friendships to like my like my other girlfriends. Like, <laughs> yeah, same. It's like I used um, to always think of someone's best friends with their sister. I'm like, <laughs> you're Nigel no mates, you have no friends. <laughs> And then we literally accidentally <laughs> dress the same. We hang out all the time. And like one of the questions was is like, how do you go working and living with your sister? And like I mean, look, this year has been really stressful. Like we have to be honest. I've been a bit of a a crazy Sally. You no, <laughs> just can't say you're perfect all the time, darling. But yeah, I have been under it. Like this is probably hands down one of the most stressful years that I have physically dealt with. Mm. Um, I think a big thing we've learned in like I have like Obviously, being sisters, working together, living together, mm. you need and to I, have strong boundaries. And then you started hanging out with like so a lot of Nicole's like really good friends. Like she has a core group here, but then heaps of her like best friends have moved away. Mm. And then so and then because it's we're like so the alike years for it when you're yeah, in your twenties, yeah. Is. And then because we're so alike, we get along with all the same people. So Nicole started hanging out with like a group of my friends, and now we're like in the same group as well with lots of things. I and know everything's so intertwined. And then she also hangs out with like my big guy group of friends, and I'm like my best friends with all the girlfriends. So it's like. <laughs> So we always fighting together, and we look like we have no other friends. We do have our own separate yeah, friends. Yeah, we, we, as we well, do. Though. We do. Well, because it's a three age gap. But um, anyway. So yeah, it's I so did a funny. massive roundabout story there. we're talking about sex. But anyway. <laughs> The life of uh, chatting ADHD. with Kirstie. The life of dealing with anyway, an today, podcaster. if you haven't gathered already, we're it's doing a Q&A, a Q&A so we'll, we'll... They would have seen it in the title. I used to always think we, we did explain what we're talking about. But just, you know, getting yeah. into it. So we'll be talking about some personal life, life questions. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I know. I was like, Kirsty's giving me the secret sign. Um, and also any kind of health-related questions that we've got sent through and what we... Yeah get asked a lot of the time in clinic as well so we thought we'd just do like a all-round kind of Q&A um one of my clients I was like she's like oh my god I love your podcast she was like I didn't realize you were so rogue she's like you're so professional in your consults and then she's like I swear like a potty mouth and our consults knew you obviously I'm never gonna swear in a consult it's so unprofessional to me and then she's like I love you (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to do any more encouragement. I was job. like, yeah, look, let's be honest. Anyway, it's like what I always say. We have yeah, Dad professional side and then this is just us. us Everyday yeah. us. Exactly. We get to know the real us on the podcast. It's like Dad always says, like, send you girls to a private school and it's like you talk like you're a construction <laughs> worker. <laughs> anyway, um, so first question is, when will we know more about the secret project? So... The Secret Project has been posted a lot about on Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, you're gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've been posting lots of beautiful content, which I may say uh, myself, I have said this to Nicole a few times. You know Every when day it just she a, comes up to me and she's like, look at this photo. Look at this. Thing. Well, I didn't. I was going to hire someone no, it does to amazing. do a lot of this secret project. And I didn't actually, like, I, oh, like I'm like i obsessed with food photography. I'm obsessed with cooking, all the mm. above. But I just didn't think I had it in me to take the photos to the next level. I'm not saying I'm a professional <laughs> photographer. But you know when you're just really proud of yourself <laughs> of something? Yeah, and as I, you should be. I was like, oh, that actually looks really good um so yeah you'll know more but it's not just recipes so it's not just cooking and it's a gift on that keeps on giving so it's kind of mm. gonna give it away a bit more um but it's all wellness like it's not just cooking or mm. recipes so you guys are gonna love it it's been in the making for years so yeah we will release i think it won't be out till next year but that's me being like realistic but it could be out the end of this mm. year for christmas so yeah. we'll see. it's honestly i don't know if you just said this sorry but it's been like In the works for at least like three, Because it goes – everything goes through so many editing processes. And then it wasn't until my graphic designer slash web designer's popping out a baby and I was like, shit, Kirsty, get your shit together. Like she's gone on mat leave now. You have to have this to her. So the poor girl has been waiting for me to have this done for for like three years. (laughs) Anyway, so shout out to Amber. She's amazing at – Studio For Me, if you need a good oh, website done. so talented. Oh, she is insane. Like honestly, like if, yeah, Studio For Me, if you need a good, like she works with anyone in Australia, I think even in the world, like mm. you don't need to be in Perth. Mm. But, yeah, she's an amazing graphic designer, website, branding, like everything she's if you need a good person. and insane. Her work ethic is insane. But she is going on about leave and I don't think she's taking any clients at the moment, but you can book in with her for next year. Yes. Um, all right. Go to healthy snacks. So firstly, before we go into that, the – a big thing we kind of want to focus on with snacks is protein yes. because that is also what's really essential for keeping our blood sugar levels nice and stable. Mm-hmm. So I always think, how can I get a bit of protein in here? Mm-hmm. So anything like boiled eggs, city crackers, and as, as our new social media manager, daddy calls it nature's protein ball. I love it. It's good. Or boiled eggs. Yeah. yeah I love I'll, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cedar crackers and hummus and like veggie sticks, yep. protein balls. You can make them up for the week ahead yep. using like natural sweeteners like stevia or monk fruit. So yeah, essentially any snack needs to have be the main component needs to be protein, mm-hmm. and then you can if it's a sweet dessert one, you can use like monk fruit. Now, can I like? There's a lot of people that I'm going on a side tangent here, but this is the fun of podcasting. Mm. A lot of people have asked us about the sweeteners things released on the world health organization. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, a lot of the, I haven't read the full information come out, so I'm not going to comment too harshly on it, but um, from what we prescribe, we'll tell people to have pure monk fruit, mm-hmm. not the one with the erythritol in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, erythritol can be absolutely fine as well, but pure mm-hmm. monk fruit is what we usually say to have. Cause mm-hmm. there was things I think around stevia, but like, I think it was derivatives of stevia, stevia not pure because like, stevia is a leaf, mm. a tree, a plant, <laughs> and you can actually buy it without it being refined or bleached. So where it's mm. actually green powder um, yeah. and that's actually fine for you. But it is a lot sweeter than sugar, whereas monk fruit um, is nearly one for one sometimes, mm. depending on what brand it is. Anyway, yeah. monk fruit is a really good option. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, that's that. Um any other snacks? Yogurt, like some oh, good like quality if you're not, Greek or natural yogurt. Yeah. Or if you're dairy-free, you can have coconut yogurt, we but add some protein yeah. in there, um, protein powder. Protein, like homemade protein balls or any brands we like a protein well, not really um JS health protein bars, bars are, good. are good and things like lakoto oh, lakota ones you or lakota or lakoto the or ones... naked keto are really oh, good oh yeah they are and the ones that were bought the other day with the health lab they I took a tiny bite that was yum but I don't know if the ingredients are very good. I think it's like a that's a of sugar. Yeah, well natural sweetness like honey and stuff which is absolutely fine in moderation but it's still gonna kind of lead to that same spike with blood mm. sugar levels. So mm. just straight out some moderation. Um. But yeah. Okay. Cool. I think there's some good go-tos. Um. Supplements I should take. I feel like we answered this in the last Q and A. Um. But if there's one supplement, I mean, essentially, get prescribed. Like you need to get tested. Blood's done. Tested. What you actually need in the right well, it should be dosages. Used- For individualized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's no one size fits all approach for supplements, but I reckon if there's one supplement we could ever recommend would be a good magnesium. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Have we done a podcast? Yeah, we have. And we've spoken about it a fair few times. But if we're to generalize at a population level, one good supplement would be magnesium. And when you're sick, zinc and vitamin C. Yeah. That's about it. At a generalized, like we prescribe what we prescribe, what we need to. We don't prescribe. It, and say. it's based, yeah, on the individual health concerns, yeah, based gut. on blood pathology, based on functional testing. Mm. Like it's so, so, so yeah. specific. We never just prescribe. And it's practitioner only, so yeah. it's all at high therapeutic dose. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. yeah, please don't just go buy things off the shelf, like come and see us. You can do like a one-off consult with that um, and mm. get supplements prescribed to you. Um, all right, I like this one. How do you handle cheat days or treats? So... I don't really ever like to think of like a day firstly, I would reframe. Yeah. If you have a cheat day, try and reframe that and mm. base it on, as we always speak about, just kind of having that balance of moderation mm. instead a of having one day where you just go out and, and binge. Gorge because yourself. that creates a mm. really kind of unhealthy yeah. Mind- mindset and relationship with yeah. food, I believe. Where you just restrict a week and then you just like go yeah but what I would really challenge yourself to do is, like, obviously eat your whole foods from the natural state 80%, 90% of the time and then that mm. 10, 10 to 20% of the time indulge. But actually just like my client said the other day and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I've taught you. Like mm. every Sunday her family has ice cream night, like they'll have ice cream. Mm. And she was like, some Sundays I have it but some Sundays I don't because I literally just ask myself, do I feel like it or mm. not? Like sometimes I might just have like a few squares of dark chalky. Exactly. And that's why I- <laughs> dark <choc-y>. Shut <laughs> that's why I think having a designated day of like, okay, this is going to be my cheat meal. Like typically like obviously weekends are naturally full into eating out and indulging a bit more, but like, fuck it, if you're going to have a burger on a Tuesday night, we have guess. a burger on a Tuesday night. doesn't have night. to be on a day. Exactly, and I think it yeah, it breaks this cycle of all or nothing mm. and the deprivation and restriction mindset, which leads to kind of overeating 100%. and binge eating on our weekends. So allow yourself to have a, you know, yeah, just, during the week as well yeah. and just really focus on that 80-20 yeah. lifestyle. Like just ask what yourself what you feel like. What, what do I actually feel like in this moment? Do I crave the ice cream or do I crave some like yogurt and some – Seeds and berries and a bit of like dark chocolate on top or some peanut butter yeah. on top or like, which I mean, you might have, you know, crazy sugar cravings. And that's a whole nother area yeah. that needs looking into and balancing yeah, out your meals or looking into like gut dysbiosis and things yeah. like that. But um as an overall, yeah, like if you're mm. eating nice balanced meals, you shouldn't constantly crave these things as well. Yeah. Um Yeah. Like I remember when I hadn't healed my gut, I just wanted sugar Mm. all the time like I was obsessed like a sugar fiend I know there's a lot of you guys listening to this right now I'd be like oh my god I crave sugar all the time and when Mm. I healed my gut and did stool testing did all that side of things Mm -hmm. hardly like yes every now and then I'll be like I feel like a bit of sugar but it's not like a I crave it's like oh I could have like a bit of chalky and things like that Mm. but I don't actually eat pretty much I obviously eat some sugar out of fruits but I don't eat a whole lot of actual sugar like I don't like obviously every now and then I'll have something but like I usually use like monk fruit and things like that Mm. as my sweetener um yeah so yeah um absolutely now what was I gonna say oh yeah I think I have gut issues where do I start okay so there's two things to this or should we unpack this so like obviously a lot of time you go to your GP if you've got like when when would you say, like generally speaking, I know we're not a gastroenterologist, but when would you say would warrant based on symptoms for a, uh colonoscopy, endoscopy? Biggest red flags would be, I mean, a the duration, mm. how long have you been experiencing years and this forwards yep. that been going on for six plus months? B is there blood or mucus mm-hmm. in the stool? Definitely blood goes 100%. to your GP. I and mean, it could just be from like hemorrhoids or straining, issues. but still yeah. get that checked out same with mucus that's a sign of inflammation mm-hmm. so it could be infection infection or it could be like a food allergy or sensitivity yeah. as well um They would kind of be my three main red flags. But of course, you know, there's never any harm chatting to your GP anyway, Mm. just to like, you know, rule anything out. Yeah. A lot of the time people come see us like not as a second resource, but we always cross-refer with GPs as Mm. well and just make sure we're being as thorough Mm. and comprehensive as possible as well. We'll either get two sides of the spectrum. We'll either get someone who's been to a GP, had a colonoscopy endoscopy, sent a gastroenterologist, told them they're fine. Yeah to go on a low FODMAP diet and you have IBS and that's a very common picture. Or Mm. we'll get people who have had gut issues for years, never seeing anyone and where their first stop. Yeah. And the good thing is, is even if they're, well, usually if there's a lot of blood in stools, like instantly go to the GP ref, get a referral for colonoscopy endoscopy because you just never know. And the same with the mm. mucus. But a lot of time, depending, like Nicole says, the longevity of how long someone's dealt with this for and whatnot, but we'll do mm. stool testing mm. and actually accurately understand what's going on. And then if we see a marker like Calprotectin being very high and there's blood or mucus come back in this test, then we're once again straight to the GP, get a colonoscopy. Mm. And I, I quite often have those come back like one in every like say 10 stool tests and mm. they'll go get a colonoscopy, endoscopy and sometimes, yes, it's Crohn's or something like that, some polyps. IBD, polyps, whatever it may be, but a lot of the time actually it's still IBS, which is just good. Like I had a patient the other day, her calprotectin mm. protection was so high and just so many symptoms like really bad. Mm. Finally got her in for a colonoscopy, endoscopy and it's come back with nothing. So mm. now I know, okay, it's IBS and then we're not going to treat it. Yeah, I think you can never go wrong with at least like getting a colonoscopy, endoscopy, endoscopy. Mm. If it has been going in for a while, or if you're concerned, just to you know be as thorough as possible, yeah. especially if you have any family history of like bowel disease or yeah. anything like that, you can never be too safe. 100%. Um, but then, yeah, if your doctor is not, I know like doctors do have, I don't know, like they do have a tough criteria in order to send off for a colonoscopy endoscopy, mm. but I don't know, some doctors seem to be easier to do it than others, I'm not, mm. a, not a GP, so I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah. But I mean, always try to your GP, but I it. was going to say, um, if you're worried as well, doing a still test can be a really good place to start anyway because like i said if you do have something quite severe going on it's going to come up we can't diagnose obviously if there's calprotectin high and things like that we can be like go to the doctor but if that comes back and like you can request calprotectin from your gp Mm. a test before and a lot of time i think they might need a calprotectin it depends what they yeah there's a few different criteria you have to tick to be able to get one but anyway that's always a good place to start and then also like depending on the severity of it coming and seeing us and the biggest thing with gut issues, if you're dealing with them, is finding the root cause mm. of this issue. So Especially if you've got the blanket diagnosis of, of IBS. IBS. Yes. Which means nothing. Like it's literally, it's a syndrome and a mm. syndrome is just a broad category for symptoms. Mm. Like it's the same with PCOS. Like it's it's just like an umbrella term. Yeah. So it's purely just based on a number of different digestive concerns, like yeah. bloating, pain, flatulence, altered bowel motions. Yeah. Um, which can be driven by so many different things. So and many things. We've obviously spoken about this in previous podcasts, looking into things like SIBO or yeast infections, parasites. Time. Yeah, SIBO accounts for, I think it's 60 to 80% of IBS. Yeah, yeah, so, it's crazy. And it's, yeah, very, very common. Yeah. So, um, so many people come back and like, SIBO, SIBO, SIBO. And we treat that all the time in clinic. And this is still like an area that is often overlooked in kind mm. of the medical. ...system and, you yeah. know, getting testing done for this. It's recognised but it's... Well, it's just fallen into into the category of you've got IBS, go on the low FODMAP diet, which obviously you might find symptom relief because you're reducing those fermentable carbohydrates, but it's. That doesn't fix it. You're not necessarily looking exactly into what bacteria is driving it, what's kind of caused it in the first place. Do you have low stomach acid production or pancreatic Mm. enzymes? Otherwise, it's just going to keep coming back. Mm. And that's what we always want to get to the root. And people just think like a big question we always get is like, what food should I be cutting out to help with my gut issues? And it's not about what you should be cutting out. Like, yeah. yes, when we know what's going on, we might remove things for a very short period of time. But For symptom relief. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's not the f- – like, yes, there are f- like major food allergens or intolerances, like things like peanuts, dairy, gluten, mm. soy can be big ones to mm-hmm. name a few. Um, but, and sometimes it can just be as simple as a gluten, like non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Yeah. But more often than not, yes, yeah, some of those things can be irritating it, but it, you reacting to all these foods and like have the FODMAPs, aka mm. you reacting to high FODMAP foods is not you're reacting to, well, you're reacting to your, them. you've got a sensitivity just to, garlic and onion it means that your gut microbiome yeah we want to look at things like do you have increased intestinal permeability or this leaky gut picture that's causing you to react to lots of different foods Mm -hmm. or low secretory iga or bacterial imbalances that are fermenting Mm -hmm. these foods so once you address all these factors and then you have these foods you can often tolerate them really easily yeah 100 percent yep so yeah, so that's and then we do have an IBS podcast episode like five or something like that. So go listen to that as well. We'll do a SIBO, um, more specific SIBO podcast probably in the next month as well. Yeah, um, best way to control portion size. So I think with portion size or like knowing how to, that's a very common question we get as well. Mm. The biggest key is is making sure you've got enough protein on your plate. Mm -hmm. So like it depends on the person, but around 25 grams, 20, 25 grams of actual protein, which will look like around 100, 120 grams of actual food weight of like a Mm. chicken breast or a piece of steak or Mm. obviously you can get protein from hemp seeds and legumes and all those sorts Mm. of things. But anyway, that is like one thing to make sure that's enough because if you don't have enough protein, you will be very hungry. Mm-hmm. Then building up the rest of your plate with like non-starchy veggies. So I like think like zucchini, capsicum, like starchy are like peas, corn, potato. And then every other veggie is non-starchy. So mm-hmm. like loading like two big cups of that on your plate, mm-hmm. then having some good quality complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So like brown rice, quinoa. So, potato, pumpkin, and that's kind of making up a quarter of our plate. Mm. So, if you've that's kind of always a really good starting point, and then adding your healthy fats on there too. So, with our portions, Mm. we obviously want to focus on things that are going to promote satiety and stabilising your blood sugar regulation. So, that's where protein and healthy fats. Yeah really essential and then the low GI carbohydrates allows for a nice slow steady release of glucose you're not getting that big spike and then crash which Mm -hmm. often leads you to then craving more carbs or Hungry again straight away mm-hmm. after a few hours. So ideally, you should be full for it, like around three to four hours. Yeah. If you're not, and you're constantly getting sugar I mean, or, cravings, yeah. And of course, that's like dependent that. on activity levels and yeah, things like pregnancy and all so many different factors. But um, yeah. If you feel like you're constantly mm. hungry, as Kirsty said, look into your protein. It's a good starting point. Yeah. And then yeah, as Nicole said, there's lots of other things that come into play with that. Mm. Um, tips for, for eating healthy while traveling. We did a whole podcast on this, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, would well, I imagine that? No, we did. Yeah, I, I think it was so. like maybe four episodes ago. So I think the biggest thing, once again, it kind of comes back to the m- tips we gave before. Make sure you have a balanced meal mm-hmm. um, and then make sure you keep your step count. Like, you know. Protein snacks while you're away. Yeah. Like protein bars and things like that. Keeping up your water intake. Yeah, the water. Getting good sleep. But um, really focus on the mindset side of things as well, I think. Yeah, focusing. Like, We've spoken about in that podcast, focusing on like what can you add to meals mm. versus restrict. So say if you're getting a pizza out, what can I add to this? Can I add like a side yep. salad? And it's really focusing on that kind of surplus mindset versus mm-hmm. restriction. 100%. Which promotes a lot healthier eating habits and yeah. behaviours as well. Because you won't be like, oh, stuff and I'm on holidays and like I'm just <laughs> going to eat my way. Like I have a lot of clients, not a lot I have a few, I know, they're <laughs> on holiday right now and they're like how the all or nothing approach. And, you know, I'm like, just so remember, like, focus on what it. you can add more to your meals. You don't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. Um, well, this is a good one. Opinion on organic versus conventional produce. So, I mean, yes, like everything's sprayed with a ton of shit these days. Like, mm. and specifically glyphosate that's sprayed over everything yeah. is, is grade one carcinogenic. Like you look on the Cancer Council website and you've got level A, B, C, D, and it's mm. grade A or level one So, I think a really good starting place is starting with the dirty dozen as well, which is the list of foods that are more heavily sprayed. Oh, yes. Yeah, things like celery. Where you can get organic for the dirty dozen. The dirty. <laughs> the dirty dozen. But also just even like I get it, like food is expensive these days and for some people it's not within their budget. So I think as well just like really washing your veggies. There's some mm. really good – I can't remember the brand. There's a really good fruit and veggie washer. You can do like buy a car like soak it in your sink and something. scrub it. Yeah, I should know that. Anyway, just wash your veggies really well even if you can't. And then like Nicole said, the dirty dozen. And then, yeah, so just – once again, it's like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like you either eat organic or you don't. Yeah, like, people just, think that. Like there Neemize. is options at local farmer markets or even at the supermarket mm. um, like Woolies. And you can choose, you know, a few things. And that's amazing yeah. to, you know, take those steps. But it's okay if it's not all organic. No, exactly. And it's like it's just about reducing your toxin exposure mm. and loads. Like it's even about things like your cleaning products as much as I have a fucking fight with Scotty. Every time we go <laughs> fucking food shopping. Excuse my French, guys. Ah. It annoys me. Because I'm like... Oh, (laughs) he's like, let's just get Ajax. And I'm like, no, I want my natural cleaning products. And he's like, have you seen the price of them? I was like, I don't care. I don't want to spray my home with this toxic shit. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a number in your health, Scotty. And then I was like, well, anyway. And then I like put the natural one in the shopping trolley. I walk away to do something else. And then I come back and I can see the Ajax in there as well. And I was like, oh, (laughs) he's like, it doesn't work, your natural ones. I'm like, it does. You anyway, it's a, a side rant. Anyway, so like things like that. <laughs> men, men <laughs> reducing like it's <laughs> like I bought him a natural deodorant and he refuses to use it. I'm <gasps> like, oh, I know. So to be fair, sometimes they don't like. You have to get a good one. Like to chicken work works well. so well. Or what's the one you're using at the moment? Uh, oh, I forgot the name. It's really good though. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like just reducing toxin exposure in general, not mm. just with the organic. Look at the big picture. Mm. Um, how do you handle sweet cravings? So we kind of t- like. Yeah, sweet cravings usually are in a sign that your body is either like you're not getting enough sleep, you are not eating enough protein or balancing your meals. Yeah, so blood sugar um, dysregulation. Yeah, or if you're eating already a high amount of sugar, it's that addictive nature yeah. that comes with it. Yeah. So the give yourself two weeks to really minimize or cut it out. Yeah. Like I'm never someone that goes that believes in just you know cut everything out of cold it turkey, but well. with sugar. Because of the addictive well, nature, and just focus on replacing it with a. Bunk fruit. Yeah. Well, it's like, I love the analogy. I heard this ages ago, but like, if you had a heroin addict or a, yeah, whatever, a drug yeah. addict, you're not, when you put them in rehab, it's not like you give them a little bit of heroin still once a day, like, mm. or an alcoholic, you cut a cold turkey. Yeah. It's the same as sugar addiction. I it mean, it works in the s- yeah. same sentence as yeah. the brain. So it kind of has to be. Yeah, 100%. In that approach. Like, as I've said to you guys, like, 50 times in this podcast, like, Rats are more addicted to sugar than cocaine. They've done studies. So yeah. like it just shows you the – and it goes off in the same parts of the brain. So this is where food companies have successfully developed food products that make us addicted to them. So if you're chronically addicted to sugar, then you need to reassess your life. <laughs> You always have these like bold statements that randomly come out. Like I remember a few podcasts going, you're like, you never know when you're going to die, so live each day like it's the last. Should and then you just ended the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shush. Sure, sure. But no, um, there's a lot that can be done, and it's just a sign that if you're constantly craving sugar and getting hungry, then you need to work on your blood sugar regulation, gut health, gut health, liver, everything, balancing meals. Yeah. Um. Favourite or how do you approach nutrition for different age groups? Good question. Um, How do we answer that one in like a compact? I think always starting with the foundations of like your macronutrients mm. and having that whole food approach allows yeah. you to get a nice a ratio of answer. your micronutrients because in which is your vitamins and minerals that is needed for growth and development, yeah. especially in younger ages. So obviously yeah. the quantities are going to vary so much throughout the age group. Yeah. And, then needs and demands as well for growth and activity, Mm -hmm. but always starting with the base foundation of am I having whole foods or am I feeding my child? a whole food diet. Yeah. I mean 80% same of the with, time. Same with so with yeah, specifically with kids, you really want to make sure they're getting enough protein in all those meals. Same with like, yeah, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, mm. 70s, 80s, like all lifespan. Just change, change in the requirements. The, but, but making sure the base, like there's a decent amount of protein, healthy mm. fats in that meal, lots of veggies, and then minimal sugar. And that's like a really good overall mm. rule of thumb for all age groups. Yeah. Um How do we both get into nutrition, I guess, from our own health struggles, which I know we spoke about in episode one. Mm. Like I felt like I was always – like gained weight really easily when I was young and used to go on every diet under the sun Mm -hmm. then learn how to actually eat healthy and maintain weight very Mm. easily when you actually learn how to eat properly Mm -hmm. Um, and have all your hormones balanced, stuff like that. And then we both have – or had PCOS. Yeah, my – yeah, I mean we like grew up in a family that was mm. very like health orientated. Mm. Like our mum would eat delicious like quinoa every day and, you Pale know, like. And, yeah. yeah, and then dad like is obsessed with exercising. <laughs> He's so like, I, I he goes by the model of trying to out train a bad. No, his diet wasn't bad but he just loved a good like, oh, he loves the good. Croissants, croissants, and some chippies, and lots of like. <laughs> he just he's like your typical Aussie dad that loves like his ham and cheese sandwiches, and he's like. But he's like the other day, he's like telling all his friends, he's like, "Oh, I told my friend that has the autoimmune disease to, sh- to go gluten free." I was listening to you girls, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Dad, you actually listen to us." He's so funny. He listens to Cindy, his masseuse, about food more than he listens to his daughters. But anyway, Um, but yeah, I think that really led us to obviously have Mm. an awareness about health and that grew that passion. But definitely with our Mm. own health concerns and struggles, for me, it was a lot more hormonally related and digestive health and so on. So learning about the power of food and nutrition Mm. and how transforming it can be with your health and well-being and I think that area can be still so overlooked in the medical system and this is what we see every day with 100%. clients. It's and just, just not being heard or looked into and mm. not getting to the root of it and there's so bloody much like can yeah. done. So and like we've dealt with so many of our own health issues and gone to doctors and just not gotten answers and like, you know, I mm-hmm. had very gut issues for years and things like that and mm-hmm. even obviously I've probably told you guys or well, if you can't tell I have ADHD. We're about to do a good seminar on that actually. Um, And just knowing how to support that naturally has been... Amazing! I don't. I live drug free. Like I don't mm. take anything. um mm. They really fucked my like gut. <laughs> for better words, for fucking Texas. um when I was back in uni days. So I, mm. yeah, I have no issues concentrating. I mean, ADHD is not actually attentive thing it's like you actually can hyper focus on things but it's like mm. if you're not interested in it you won't be able to focus but i can apply myself to pretty much 99 of tasks mm. and there's amazing like nutrients and mm. specific formations of that to yeah. support and manage adhd yeah well. definitely so we should do a podcast episode on adhd actually mm. yeah i'll we'll talk from all. my personal experience um what's the biggest lesson you've learned starting a business well <laughs> where do i start i don't even know i feel like it's What's that saying? It's like you a new level, new devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's never like okay. Now I've made it. Yeah, Everything right. smooth sailing. It, like it's you're constantly yeah, learning. Yeah. It so no, you sums up really well. Like I thought that once I get to a certain level in business that it gets easier, or you just know what you're doing. But it actually does get. Oh, like yeah. Right where we're at this very moment in time, life feels good. Like it feels a lot more calmer. But the last mm. six months, I've been a little devil. <laughs> You've been the devil. I've no. just been so – like I, I don't like wearing it as a badge of honour, but I have been like disgustingly like anxious and just like mm. – like that generalised anxiety where I think I'm dying of like breast cancer. Like just from being so stressed. Yeah. And it's all gone it's now. It's like irrational. Yeah. yeah it's it's irrational. So like – um, yeah, it uh, – there's new levels, and you just—it's one of those things. You just like I remember listening to—I can't remember who it was I was listening to—but like you just have to be obsessed with what you do to be able to run a business. Mm. Like it has to be and back yourself and back like yourself. How you got told that you would not fail, but yeah, like no you, people like do you even know how to run a business? Like even our PT, I know he doesn't even listen to this, but he was like, I really did not think you'd make it. Like can't believe you're opening a clinic, yeah, um, like our new West Leadable clinic, but he's like. Yeah, I generally – he was like, I'm – honestly, hats off to you. You've done amazing. He was like, I did not think you – because I worked on reception at Good Life Gym for, like, six years. Mm. And then I – like, five years in, I think I started – I opened up the clinic and worked three jobs. Mm. Nanning, Good Life Gym, and then, obviously, started my business. And he was like, I didn't think you'd make it. Like, I just thought you'd fail. But, like, it – yeah, you just have to be – I mean, I'm very determined. Yeah, And you want to prove people wrong, which I think. Not even. I'm just like, if I put my mind to something, I just am so determined. Like it does Scotty's head in sometimes because I'm very determined with things. But like, yeah, and you just have to be obsessed. Like I'm so passionate about wanting to change people's lives and just like Mm. like, literally what you said in the last Q&A, like just showing people that it doesn't have to be hard to be healthy Mm. and that you don't have to live feeling like shit. And Mm -hmm. there's so much you can do and it just lights my soul on fire when I have a case like I have this client at the moment that she has really quite severe depression Mm. and yesterday I was able to go through a stool test with her because she has like really bad constipation like poos once a week Mm. and I was able to tell her that she had like severe like her zolulin was up at like 120 Mm. so in in severe intestinal permeability and like she had parasites and like all these bacterial overgrowths and I was like this is what's going on this is why you feel severely depressed or an element of it at least Um, so it's like 80, 90% of serotonin is produced in the gut and we just don't get told this, so we don't get taught this. And she luckily, like, like I said, there's nothing wrong with medication. It has its stepping stone. If you're severely depressed, like it's a hundred percent needed. Yeah. But, um, she hadn't gone down that track and she'd come straight to me and I just like the look on her face yesterday, it just made me so happy because she was like, it's so empowering to know that there's so much you can do and actually being, I think actually being heard, like a lot of the time we get this when we have an initial consultation Mm. is that like they'd lay being like, oh, wow, like this is the first time I genuinely have felt heard ever. Thank you for listening to me and validating me. Yeah. And just, yeah, validating you and, you know, like just being comprehensive and Mm. like, like, you know, just looking into all aspects of the health as well and mental, physiological, like it's so important. So... Where did that come from? Oh, starting the business. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, that's one of the main reasons. And when I work with people like that, I just have so many beautiful clients. I think when you're in Mm. business for a certain period of time, you just really attract the kind of people you want as well. And Mm. I can hand on my heart say that like, I literally work with the most beautiful people and I'm obsessed with my clients and I like just have way too much fun with them. Sometimes (laughs) like, we're going to do it an open day when the clinic opens. So we're going to get all our current members, past members, like, um, like, Everyone coming down, and I just like I'm like, telling them all about it. They're like, "Oh, I'm so, one of my clients in Melbourne." She's like, "Oh my god, I so should fly over." I actually took two of my <laughs> clients in Melbourne, I was like, "Yeah, you should oh, definitely, really? yeah, two That's of them." So They're like, "Oh my god, I'd love to do that." I was like, "Because a lot of Perth's not a place heaps of people come to, yeah." So I don't think either of them have been to Perth before, um, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, yes." So yeah, so sweet. Anyway, um, what is your top priority when it comes to offering personalized care in the new clinic? So it's a really good question. Mm. I guess our biggest thing is that accountability. So mm. for those who don't know, we run all programs at pure health, like unless someone literally comes in to see us and is like, I want to know protein sources for a vegan diet. I'm not mm. going to put them on one of our programs, mm. but like people have such complex issues and also need that accountability support. So we have our programs that provide all that. As you guys mm. probably know, we have our IBS program, our postpartum program, our happy hormones program, our holistic weight loss program to name mm. a few. And they're all working one-on-one with Nicole, myself or Alex and it's specifically written for you. And we've just found like the old method of like say if you've seen a nutritionist and a pastor or a naturopath, nothing wrong with that style of things. But you go in for your one-off appointment and then you just see them randomly when you need to. What we've done is created that structural program that gives you the best support possible. Yeah. And while doing this, we're obviously wanting to look into things like, um, look into things like blood pathology Mm. testing and functional testing and really getting to the root of Mm. health concerns as well, which, you know, everyone's on their own journey and that's going to look so different for everyone. But we've found definitely that structural way of doing things has been the most kind of supportive, but also in terms of seeing results, the most powerful way to do it. And from an affordability point of view, like, like people, I always get this feedback, but people love that we have like a membership style because they're not up paying this big lump sum every appointment with like some supplements included. Like Mm. it's, you know, you pay a weekly amount. And it's so easy and seamless. And like, Mm. yeah, we really get that feedback all the time. So yeah, that's what we want to, keep focusing on and the other thing we're gonna be doing in the new clinic is compounding. Um Mm. so yeah hopefully I won't give the release date away yet but I who knows exactly but might be able to (laughs) give me a rough date. So it will be soon. Before Mm. the end of this year anyway, let's say that much. Yeah. Um all right I'm very aware of time. We'll finish up with a few more questions. Yeah. Um um, is the secret project available to everyone? To yes. that. we answer that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is available to everyone. Everyone and anyone all over worldwide. So, no matter what your, <laughs> literally, there'll be something for everyone in. I yeah, like this one. As well. Biggest challenge working with your sister. Okay, I can answer this and then you tell me what you think. I think, like, so for instance, like, the girls won't like as in like the rest of my team won't usually, usually like talk back or challenge me on things too often. Like they might be like, oh, curse, like maybe should we do it this way? But like when it's your sister, like they'll happily be like, what the fuck? I'm not <laughs> doing that. Are you serious? I don't want to do that. Like and I'd be like, Nicole, everyone else just does. should not say it like that. No, you, and I always <laughs> will have rationale behind it. No, well. but it's just it's funny. And then like obviously what? Well, and you tell me if I'm wrong after I say this and then for you. I will like obviously I keep my professional cool all the time. I'm so professional with the girls like the rest of my team. But as in like yeah like who, you're like you very yourself like down to earth but like with yeah. the girls but as in yeah you're not going to I'm always going to be <laughs> no I'm always going to be like I'm cool calm collected like your chill ultimate boss whereas like the Nicole, obviously, when it's just like in your high-stress environment... ...or Sam, just like in a rumpy mood that day. It as is. Because well, we don't... Like if we were... A, especially in the new clinic, obviously, we've got this professional space... ...and we've got other... Mm-hmm. ...like the girls working with us too, so... Like we're not gonna just be like, No, like don't so, do this. Yeah. So she catches me on a day where I'm a bit stressed and overwhelmed. And she's like really respectful sometimes almost ninety nine percent of the time I'll be like, Can I ask you this question? Mm. Anyway. And then sometimes I'll just like be like, Oh, I don't have time to answer this. And like obviously I'd never say that to the girl. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge we have is like we I probably should step more into that boss mode when I'm with you, but can't sometimes hard to be in that mode when you're at home. And like mm. it's sometimes but we do have really strict boundaries where sometimes we cross them but we generally try and not speak at work around that mm. like set at work hours and we if we do want to ask each other a question we say hey do you mind if i talk about work right now mm. and that we do find that works but sometimes it does when we're really excited it's about it it's definitely things. been um, like something we've been trying to work on. or something. yeah, like I think like anyone. Ups and downs with anything in yeah, life, honestly. 100%. There's amazing perks of being sisters. Oh, I love it. And like going on this it. journey together I, and knowing I'm, each other inside out. And like we always say we're like yin, yin and yang yeah. to each other. Like we are very similar but so different at yeah, the same time. Are. And I think that. So many strengths within the business as well. Yeah, we yeah we but literally yeah. complement each other so well, and I think the last six months have just been a really good test of our um, of our friendship and sisterhood. I love friendship. <laughs> because yeah living together <laughs> and working together with this everything yeah, the clinic I stuff that's going on it's just been it would be easier high. to have more boundaries say when i move out yeah. and when we have the clinic space because it's going to be a bit more set mm. boundaries first yeah. just like you know 100 percent everything kind of everywhere yeah 100 mm-hmm. um and i'll see if there's one any other questions i think that we'll leave that for now mm-hmm. um yeah there's a lot more health questions maybe we'll do it an yeah another Q&A we'll do that. another one but um we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We um, really enjoyed answering all those questions. So feel free to – we'll do another question box next time. This was a question box from a while ago that we'd kept questions from. Mm. Um, but we'll do another one. Um, but, yeah, we hope that gives you guys a little bit more information, Yeah, insight. always let us know if there's mm. even like a topic for the podcast you want us to talk about because mm. um, we're always looking for more yeah. ideas that like is actually relevant yep. to what everyone wants as well. Yeah. And don't forget, yeah, we do have our holistic weight loss program, um, our gut repair program, postpartum program and happy hormones program. Uh, we do have a generalized one as well. When I say generalized, it might not be if you don't fit into those boxes. We have our ultimate reboot program. So that kind of is everything, everything. But like at the end of the day, the reason we've made these programs is more so it, like so you have an understanding. I can see them for this, but they're not pre-written, if that mm. makes sense. Um, And, yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for the secret project stuff. Very Very exciting. exciting. clinic clinic updates. And I think, yeah, we'll have the clinic open shortly. So we'll have a launch. So anyone's invited to the open slash launch day, Mm -hmm. we are going to do a little – actually, I've decided we're doing a Friday night with our friends and family, like our besties and, like, yeah, really close friends and family, but Mm a champers to celebrate on a Friday night. And then we're going to have, like, all our beautiful clients and – more friends and family and everyone on the um the Saturday and we'll mm-hmm. do it like a wellness morning with like we might even run a yoga class, get mm-hmm. my one of my besties to run that. She runs an amazing wellness um PT business and mm-hmm. then yeah, it'll be insane. Cannot so excited. Anyway, I need to go make breakfast, but <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day guys and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye. bye.